0: Good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're good. That music still comes in bloody loud, doesn't it? I'm trying to work on how to uh, get that adjusted. But anyway, welcome back to Chewing It Over. I'm still Jack Chew, and this is your daily show about usually all things MSK practice, healthcare, but often where culture touches that. And as you guys have, have dictated the pace and the topics, we have managed to stick with raising standards in MSK, which is always my favorite theme and today i'm pleased to have andrew walton and simon devane who are from the msk partners network an organization that if you haven't heard of already you'll certainly know much more about um from this from this show and they've been doing some great work on the sort of i'd say on the sort of governance and policy level but also they are not afraid to shake things up in terms of where the conversation needs to go right it's a uh, I'm forever using the analogy of getting all the cards on the table. And they certainly, I put them in that spot really as an organization and and as them as people, you might've heard from both of them on physio matters. They, they helped us with a, what we called an emergency show for private practice, probably around this time last year, from what I recall, in which there was so much disruption occurred by the pandemic. And I said it then I'll say it again. The adults in the room turned up, it was fantastic. We had some uh, people that were not just uh, looking in a navel-gazing in a self-interested way, they were also then recognizing, right, this is some learning we could all do together. Uh, And I've been impressed with their work from then and and since. So hopefully, With a few clicks, um, we can get them involved. Do let me know if you can hear okay. I know we've had a few technical issues sometimes, or my microphone was crackling a bit last week at one point. So you've got to let me know if that's the case, those of you that are tuning in live. Hope you're good and hope you fancy getting stuck in and involved. If you have any questions for Simon and Andrew, then please, of course, post them in the chat, wherever it is you're listening to this. If you're encountering it on a format of which you'd, you'd rather somewhere else, then you'll find it on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever it is. You want to find us you can and therefore join us there if you'd prefer but without further ado a few clicks hopefully i can bring you andrew and simon can you hear me gents can indeed yeah good good andrew testing me there by nodding and not saying he <laughs> can hear me but he's not speaking right yeah I can well, hear you? first things first then could you just <laughs> introduce yourself to the listeners for those that might not be aware we'll go with you first andrew if you would
1: yeah uh, i'm uh, andrew walton i'm a physio by background uh, qualified back in the mid 80s so i've been around for a long time still many of the same problems uh, which what uh, gets me up in the morning and wants me to get out there <laughs> i am a group executive director for connect health um and uh yeah and i founded the business back in 1989 because i was frustrated with some of the problems in this Anyway, so you'll you'll get a lot negative from me today. By the sound of it, no, no, I'm a bit more cheerful than I, than I'm first appearing.
0: Is that the is that the mood? That's fine. We can work with that. Yeah, Simon, are you going to be yeah. are you going to be our uh, cheery counter narrative? Then is that what your job is today?
2: Absolutely, less drains in the world, more heaters. I say. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not am not a physio, um, so I come from a commercial backgrounds. Um, I worked in a number of sectors before getting involved in healthcare. Uh, but, but made the jump across in, in 2007. So um, I'm the vice chair at the MSK Partners Network, um, but I'm also the chief executive at Pure Sports Medicine, a company I've been involved with since 2007. So uh, I, I like to think I have a really objective view, um, the consumer view. Uh, I'm a patient regularly. I get injured at least twice a year. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think I have a bit of a, an interesting view on things as opposed to the clinician. I'm yeah, I didn't.
1: I, I didn't. I should have said I'm chair of the Muscular Skeletal Partners Network. And Simon and I and one or two others founded it back a couple of years ago, two or three years ago.
0: Well, that 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 teases up to to introduce a little bit about MSK MSKPN um, in a second, Andrew. But before I do, Simon, what is it you do with, with your body that makes you hurt yourself? You, I've never asked you about any athletic pursuits: golf, squash. What's your what's your game?
1: Look at his nose.
2: Uh, touch rugby. Touch, touch rugby. rugby. I. Uh... Yeah, rugby was a big part of my life for a long time um, and I found it very hard when I, when I gave it up and I, I got involved in coaching for, for a little bit post uh, giving up First 15 Rugby and then I had to go cold turkey but but part of my, my medicine is being able to play touch rugby in the summer. Uh, we have a work touch rugby team so it's great to, to mix and uh, lo and behold I get a lot of uh, lower limb injuries, um, calves, hamstrings. I'm not saying it's a function of age, but I need to work hard to stay
0: on the pitch. You see, I stereotyped your corporate background with squash and golf, didn't I? Whereas I should have stereotyped your accent and guessed a rugby background, shouldn't I? (laughs) He mentioned the nose, I wouldn't do that. Andrew, tell us a little bit about MSKPN then, please.
1: Can I go back a step, Jack, then? So so what I think probably, well, certainly me and and I think Simon and one or two others, there's some... Sort of persistent challenges in the in the in the in the physio world, and MSKPN isn't exclusively about physio, but but that's that was sort of my direction. So what we know is the prevalence is really high. There is an existing good quality, low cost solution for many of the problems, and yet the demand is low. So there's a there's a question: why why aren't more people accessing in greater numbers uh, the services that are out there? Uh, And then and then sort of in terms of uh, professional hierarchy, physio sits pretty low in terms of pay and rewards for either businesses or individuals, it's it's kind of mediocre uh, to low this, you know, you'll often hear people say, Oh, why don't you try a bit of physio and that could be a GP? (laughs) Why don't you try a bit of physio? You don't hear people say, Why don't you try a bit of surgery? you know it's like and, and that that relates to the hierarchy piece so there's something going on isn't there and that's that's been persistent and pervasive uh for for an awful long time and it's reflected in um you know uh, uh, the, the nhs doesn't invest a lot in 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 msk services the pmis the the uh, private medical insurers that will i'm no doubt we'll talk a bit more about that later they're they're, they're angsting at the minute but but they're not they don't dig their hands in their pockets very deep uh, when it comes to the services that we offer and and, and people aren't well uh, you know from a self-paying point of view there's a sort of price point beyond which you, you dare not go right. so what's what's going on there that, that more people aren't accessing care so so that's what that's what drove us so we were we we're sort of getting together and talking about that um as a bunch of providers it was actually at csp congress about I don't know three or four years ago and it, you know it wasn't just private providers and, and, and it was a, it, it was a mix but it was sort of fairly senior strategic people in those organizations and we, we said well actually we need to stop moaning somebody needs to do something about this um, and that was what got us together so who, who are we now we're a trade association with about 60 members a trade association isn't open to individual members it's open to organizations so there's there's the the big and small the small you know single-handed practices or small practices private practices um through to larger organizations with you know nearly a a, a thousand members within the organization so we'll probably cover between us i don't know about six thousand seven thousand people Mm -hmm. um and um we have you know, we, we, we're funded only by the members, we don't have any other areas of income, we have two tiers of membership tier two members are, are relatively small, uh, and, and, the, and the membership fee annual fee is 40 quid. So it's cheapest chips to join. Um, And however, for the tier one members, it's 3000 pounds a year to join. So so most of the, the income. And why is it like that? Just because the, the tier one members have have, have bigger pockets um are, are there much advantage to be in tier one over tier two a bit but not a huge amount It means that when we meet with other stakeholders we tend to bring the tier tier one members in so they can get things first hand um and and i guess that's the difference but most of the most of the people who are in tier one are funding it because they want answers to the to the two big questions and they know that actually you know it it, it has to the funding has to come from somewhere
0: so I, I want to jump in on that really with you, Simon, where it kind of I can partly because I'm in this I'm in that seat really where you've got an emergent clinical conundrum that that Andrew encountered years ago that, that, that me and many others as clinicians and then as small business owners and then as people that try to make influence through professional networks or try to uh, raise awareness and stuff even as a broadcaster, you kind of encounter that, but it's kind of an emergent phenomena from within uh, and that the clinical aspect tends to be central to it. As a non-clinician, what is it that Andrew mentioned there that you feel that, you know, you've noticed yourself um, wearing what would be a slightly different hat? Yeah,
2: I guess it comes down to sustainability of, of the sector and therefore the viability of our organisations. Right. Um uh, it, 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 there are a number of a number of issues that are raised, but you know clearly, um, if, we, if we can't um, clearly articulate the value of what we provide as you know as a collective service uh, to consumers, then there is going to be no sector. The sector is not going to grow, and it's not going to mature and develop. And I, and I guess the the writing has been on the wall for a little while, um, and, and everything that Andrew said resonated really strongly with with me personally and with us as an organisation. Because we can see it, you know, this, things were things were not progressing, and I think, you know, as a sector, uh, as and as important as healthcare is, particularly in, in, in you know, recent times, uh, when you compare where we are against other sectors, we are well behind the eight So there's a lot for us to do, and and for me, it was all about making sure that we we start to address these things drive some change and make sure that that it's not only about just being sustainable but actually we can thrive because, as Andrew said, the demand is there, there should be more people using MSK services and therefore there's a huge opportunity for all to be involved
0: Right. I want, to, um, I want to ask those that are tuning in live, uh, I want to ask you a direct question as I often do on this, especially to bait you in, especially when there's new faces. I know what you lot are like. You'll leave it to the last few minutes and we'll never get to all the questions and comments. So I'm trying to bait you in a little earlier than usual and ask you as to whether or not you agree with the reputational point that we seem to be making, which is that to some extent there's, a, there's an undervalue uh, societally. Uh, that, that does that mean that sometimes that that leads to to poor remuneration on various different levels as well. Do you agree with that? And, wh- and if so, what do you think? Because it seems to come up fairly regularly on this show in the comments. Why do you think that is? Why? What do you think are the key drivers for that if you do agree with it? Um, and I wanna uh, bring you in on that then, Andrew, if I can ask you that directly really as to what do you think the primary, you've, you've described and outlined some of the some of the issues there. What do you see as being the biggest fish to fry in in that correction that you're aspiring to?
1: uh i think if uh if more patients had better outcomes and a better experience then it would be valued more um but i think there's a whole and this is not peculiar to to physio or to msk it's right across healthcare but there's a whole load of unwarranted variation
0: um
1: and and uh, both in terms of patient experience and patient outcome and and the problem is and this is at the core of what we're trying to do is try to understand what does good look like then in terms of outcomes and experience and and if we all understood stood that we're, we're we're all in it for the same you know we all want to do good but we're but lots of us are doing really different stuff so if we're going to work out what does good really look like then there would be a much narrower variation around that around those core things and i think if we're doing that the reputation would go up because people would have would have better outcomes at less cost and we would be getting more of that demand and our, our respect for what we do would would, would go up.
0: Mm. I've got a, uh, a comment come here uh, from Leanne at Distinct Physio and she said the lack of consistent visibility, patient and therapist interaction has always been private and confidential it's meant that when patient experience and outcomes have been positive it hasn't really been promoted and 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 cheerlead, cheerlead I'd argue and add. Uh, really, what's your what's your take on that? Can I ask you that, Simon, as to whether or not you feel that we celebrate the success as well?
2: Um, a- as a sector, no, we don't, um, and, and I think this comes down to the to the um, the challenge between um, medicine and and the com- the commercial reality of running a business. Um, you know it's really important that you get all your positive messages out there it is an informal um, well it's not it's a type of marketing so you know the use of, of feedback um google reviews trust pilot those kinds of mechanisms to capture really positive experiences are great and should be uh should be something that uh, are embraced um you know i think just going back to 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 build on something that andrew was saying the, the other thing is that you know there hasn't been a consistent um view of what good looks like in terms of a consistent standardized sector-wide view of what a minimum data set looks like. So, you know, once you've got that consistency, that allows you to to build a comparative base and to truly actually define what good looks like because you are all measuring the same things.
0: Yeah, I see what you mean. And that, and that consistency you're both talking about there is something that could be a real foundation piece for some, some further growth. Um, I want to... Um, understand Andrew as to whether or not that variability that you're describing, that unwarranted variation, is something that does that conflict with um the notion of, of appropriately celebrating success? Do we, you know, are we are we making a mistake of no carrot, no stick? Do you think there's um, you know, are we uh, beating each other down too much or are we uh then under celebrating successes is there a, a bit of all of that what Where, was your where's your take on that general almost culture uh, of either celebration or 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 challenge
1: yeah i think it's both isn't it I, I and if he you know and we need data don't we at scale to to demonstrate the value of what we do uh to be able to take it to 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 the to the people who influence how we're rewarded Take it to the people who regulate what we do, which are, which isn't very, you know, it's very, very light regulation in our profession, isn't it? You know, you can, mm. you can graduate and then 30 years later, you can be pretty much doing the same thing. Um, and, you know, there, there, there isn't much push to do things differently. And unless we know what good looks like, if we don't know what good looks like, it's hard to challenge people that they're not doing it. Isn't it mm. so? So there's some, you know, and it's Simon's point about way behind other sectors, I think that's what he's getting at, is that is that, you know, m- most sectors have a good idea about about what 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 the sweet spot looks like, and 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 what people should be aiming for, but we we don't really, and so there's there's lots of wriggle room, and we can all convince ourselves we're doing a great job, can't we?
0: We've got some lovely comments coming in, and I'm going to come to those in a second. So keep keep that moving, please, guys. Thank you. Uh, but I do want to ask. Let's just think commercially about this for a bit between us as to the, the the market need, right? People with sore bits, sore backs, knees, shoulders, various different things and challenges that people are facing. And we know that that is a, you know, that, that, as we've said, that they're out there, right? So, so then what is it that we think, what are the, what are the sectors, industries, call it what you will, are likely to be as well-placed as we are to actually com- com- compete for that business. For me, I can think of two, and I wonder if you've any more is this sort of, there's medicine, of which, of course, we're not distinct from, but it's kind of uh, more interventional medicine, let's say, rather than rehab-centric practice. And then there's sort of fitness, um, and, and both of those sometimes can can squeeze. But MSK, are there other other pressures or other industries that pressurise MSK?
2: I, I don't think so. I mean, I think those are the key ones, aren't they? If you're looking at a spectrum of um to you know to cover the full pathway from um people who are active and and don't have any issues through to minor injuries right through that spectrum up to uh to someone requiring surgery I think you've 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 got all the major players there um so I think I think those are the those are the key factors
1: Mm. I'm not quite I don't quite understand the question I I can see uh, MSK should embrace that spectrum that you just described Mm. it should be multidisciplinary so I can see if that was a physio-led question. Are, are we being squeezed by other professions? Well,
0: I was you you it was me trying to say what I sensed that you were both alluding to is that the, the industry, we're calling it the MSK industry, is not is behind you were describing it as being behind other industries. What are you dis, what are you describing as being behind? I, and I can to be to be charitable, I was then thinking, well, yeah, medicine and fitness seem to have their shit together better. Are there other things I'm missing there, or, or are uh, I missing to yeah. what you
1: were both saying? Well, I I'll, I'll, I'll Simon used the word, word behind other in, industries, but for me, it's you know behind finance and manufacturing and food uh, and travel and technology. Okay. Yeah, but, but, but even, even so. if you,
2: if, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just looking very closely at any consumer service. So uh, you know, I, I've got this definition, you know. People are People have choice, and therefore, you know, they're a consumer when they're looking at a service to to um, engage with. Once they make that decision and they come and see, you, they become a patient. But until that point, they've got choice. And if you compare that to the other sectors where service, uh, even if you our, our close cousins in dentistry, you know, in terms of a sector that's that's a lot more progressive, uh, we are we are still some way behind. So so that was what. Yeah, that was. The point i was trying to make about yeah. um, us being behind other sectors
0: yeah it's a fair point i think i was probably thinking too locally wasn't i you mentioned other sectors and i was thinking about who might squeeze ours rather than thinking actually there's appropriate correlations that could be made across regardless of, of where it is i want to bring in a couple of comments and get your thoughts on them gents if i can excuse me i'm gonna sneeze that would be nice put it down my microphone um (laughs) sally has said yes i agree but it goes back a long way not pushing ourselves forward as a profession and very little support from the csp for the private sector they've always been cautious publicizing physio for fear of floodgates opening for nhs your thoughts on that gents and also how mskpn is positioned differently therefore to the csp on these sorts of questions
1: uh yeah i agree sally um yeah anyway I, uh how, how are we different then um well we're, we're not we're, we're msk broad we're not f- uh, f- uh specific um I, I i think that other organizations you know i, I i'm sure many organizations who have got a long heritage like the csp or the nhs or wouldn't start in in the modern world from where they are what they've got to do is is slowly adapt and the longer you've been around and um the more the more conflicts there are and the more politics there are are, are around i think you know a a brand new organization made from you know you know with with no no hierarchy we, we we are we are who we are the members and the people who are driving the organization they're exactly the same people i think that's quite a modern uh, contemporary structure for driving things forward and wh- who knows we might get up a- we might get a- absolutely nowhere but we- we're just having we're just having a go and we want you know we, we think there's not safety in numbers but there's more power in numbers yeah. so we-, we are we do need more members because we'll be able to build a, a bigger database and that will have more power
0: Mm. You're, you feel free to um, come in and add to that, Simon, if you would. But I also would love your take on on this from Joe Turner that she feels it's often driven by how much we're prepared to value ourselves, our worth, and charge accordingly. Do you see that as being part of it as well? Is that is that we, we sometimes under, underplay and undervalue our, our worth?
2: I do. Yeah, I do, and I and I think, um, and this is this is a general statement, but uh the the clinicians that i know and the ones that work for us um don't value enough what they provide and and therefore i think if you extrapolate that to um to to businesses that are that are set up and run run by clinicians i I think there is there is a general undervaluing of those services Um, i think um you know there there is a relative elasticity in the pricing of, of healthcare services and if people feel that they're getting good value and they're getting, so they're getting a, a good outcome, they're having a good experience while they're there and they're, and you're stopping the, the issue from reoccurring, there is a value that a consumer will put on that. And I think there, there is some disparity between what the consumer puts on that and, and what, what clinicians put on that. Um, and so I suggest as a, as a general statement that, yes, I do think um, that clinicians do generally undervalue their services.
0: One of the things that I've come to find um, and some of the more controversial chewing it over shows we've had is where I've kind of admitted my take on this matter is that as individual clinicians or those that are close in my network or certainly those that I employ, I totally agree with that. I just find it to be a fascinating thing just how undervalued we are and also what that, what that rate is, what that market rate could be when it comes to what we can do to really enrich people's lives. However, when we speak on the royal we, because of those inconsistencies that Andrew spoke to, as well as the wild west of governance, that means that you can then go unchanged and unchallenged over 30 years of practice, is something that that makes me then struggle to make the same case and argument as a royal we. And so then I end up in this funny conflict whereby it's it's been in favour of what MSK could be rather than what MSK is, and so even my voice ends up being tempered and and somewhat devil's advocate all the time. And and I think that that, that is a, a massive irritant to I, I even when I when I hear myself, I'm irritated by the fact that I can't then be the, the 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 cheerleader that I could be for saying it's all good. Andrew, could you sort of help counsel me on that, perhaps, or or whether you agree? What.
1: Well, it- i think we've got the we would we all, all agree about where we are or most most people would agree so it's a, it's we just have to get off our backsides and do it and i, and I think i think you know you, you can you're you're doing it through msk reform but you're also doing it what you do in your practice every day as well and it's about taking personal responsibility and not not looking for other people to do it so 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 we do have to take value ourselves more take ourselves seriously not wait for a regulator to come along you know base what you do on evidence look at your own outcomes prepare to stop doing your favorite technique because actually you start to see that it's not adding you know it's of low or no clinical value Mm. um but but you know uh, so so but there's lots of clever people in the profession with with great integrity um so I, i i am i am optimistic about the future i think i think that there is that there is something cultural, and if we're talking about the physio profession, I think there's something cultural that makes us a bit too humble and a bit too prepared to see it from all sides and 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 not challenge it. And I think we just no, no, the the right thing to do here. Um, we're not quite sure what it is, but everybody can take an individual uh, uh, an individual uh, uh, view and and just get on with it.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um... It looks like is going to need to just make a move for a minute, and um, we'll bring him back in in a second. But I'll just cut his video um, and bring him back in in a moment. Um, so yeah, you, you stuck with me solo for a second, Andrew. <clears throat> on on that point, do you feel that the because um, you, you you'd said a couple of times that you are optimistic? Uh, are you optimistic even if the conversation doesn't mature? So like because one of the things that I think is sometimes. It, an accusation that can get leveled at and has been leveled at, at me as an individual, then it was at us when we were, we were coming up with the big R's that then became MSKR as an independent nonprofit. It's then I know been leveled at MSKPN is that it's it's inferred that this sort of shadowy backroom deals. But the reason that that's sometimes um, inferred is because... The, conversa- the public conversation can't really get off the ground. It can't mature because it's sort of a bit a bit of a censorious atmosphere over some of this stuff. What's your sort of take on, does your optimism get curtailed at all by the fact that it does feel a bit groundhog day on stuff like this sometimes?
1: yeah it, it does but not, not that's back to my previous point we just got to get on and do some stuff now and okay. you know so in the development of mskpn we started off with all these wonderful ideas about what we might do and then the reality hits of how much time and resource have you got to do because simon and i and, and and everybody else has got a day job to do um so but 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 it's not unconnected with the day job in the day job what i'm trying to do is to is to, to understand what good looks like drive up standards within, within uh, my own organization mm. so so if we're doing that and there, there are there'll be plenty of people on this on, on this call now and if we all link to who, who want to improve things and if we all start to link together and, and do, do do what you do what you can do in your day job to make things better be honest with yourself about what what is working and doesn't work collect data be able to share that data stop being you know start to trust let's start to trust each other let's let's kick people out if if they're not worthy of trust but i don't think there are many sharks in 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 our sector Mm. so let's let's share stuff and understand and be prepared to change change and adapt i think there's enough of us to get to, to get something off the ground um and, and if we're sensible mature and articulate enough with data then we'll start to to make an impact
0: mm, absolutely yeah it looks like Simon's ready for me to bring him back in um he's just uh he's taking us for a bit of a walk there but he seems to be back Simon, can you hear us again
2: yeah i can can you hear me okay Brilliant.
0: yes um what we're going to we're going to uh, we've just got a few more minutes and we can go a little a little over unless you two have, have got a rush but it's a it's a fascinating topic and certainly one that the, the, the live audience is enjoying um i want to ask simon as to whether the msk partners network um what, what are the, what are the ch- what are the most common and frequent sort of criticisms or challenges that have been posed to it since its inception
2: um I guess, I guess, you know, some of some of the criticism is around, um, you know, can you change anything, you know, you know, there's, there's been lots of um, over over the years, people have tackled the topics, but really, you know, we haven't moved forward that much. So, so I guess that's one of them. And, and the other the other question is, you know, what, what, what's in it for you guys? So what you know, what, why? Why have you got involved? Why have you set it up? Um, and and it, for, I, I guess to answer, to answer the first one, I think we're doing things differently, and I think we are. We're gathering numbers, um, we're gathering momentum. We've got a good membership, we've got an engaged membership, and we're starting to engage with key stakeholders. And we're getting, we're getting, all, we're getting those stakeholders to the table for sensible discussions. So I think, I think that's working. In terms of what's in it for us, well, it goes back to my point at the beginning that unless we do something different, then I am questioning the vi- the long term viability of our sector. So you know what's in it for us we get to we get to work with other like-minded individuals and organizations to help shape the future and direction of our sector
0: uh, and make it make it a more worthwhile place for us all to work because that's that's one of the things that's that's helpful isn't it that that when what's in it for us becomes well survival is going to be inherently better for all of us and the tide rises all ships sort of thing across the sector there is though this this accusation that that gets made that there's more in it for the big boys. So you guys as an organ as organisations, it's often inferred that this is a a cabal that is only going to squash those independent private practices or smaller networks. Um, whilst granted, I've never been then presented any evidence to suggest other than some mind reading of which massively irritates me. No one's ever then presented me with any smoking gun in that direction. But if you could, I think it'd be helpful if you could maybe clean that up. Or, or I imagine that's not the first time you've heard that accusation.
1: I'd love to take that. I think the people, if we're successful, the people who who should be worried are the people who uh, are, are determined to deliver, uh, continue to deliver poor, poor service and poor practice. Because that's what we're trying to, to 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 drive out, and you know Simon's point about you know we're, we're, there's nobody's got a monopoly on good ideas, so actually just the conversations that we have amongst the membership are, are helping to drive standards up because people go I've got a real problem with that, and somebody else says Oh we're doing this Have you tried that Never thought of that, so so we've got a WhatsApp group, and it's a real pest because it's going off about every two minutes, but it's a good sign. Of the of the level of activity in the organisation, people you know people you know take the lunch break or sit down with a cup of coffee and they'll think about something and they'll put the question out there um with all sorts of uh, all sorts of good ideas.
0: Because I've just posted, I've just posted the website mskpn.co.uk. Have a little look around if you haven't already. um We need to we need to wrap up now. We'll, I've allowed us to to indulge a bit of overtime. And um, one of the questions that that's just. That's popped up for me uh, to make sure I flag is that Joe Turner said is there a crossover between the aims of MSK and MSKPN. Absolutely there is. I think that what's interesting about one of the irritating similarities is that the timing of both organisations is very useful in some ways but also very challenging in others. The fact that both organisations launched and trying to gain momentum in and amongst the pandemic meant it was a very different uh, and a, a time for us to try to adapt. However, we have noticed that there is a significant overlapping values and also um, way in which I think both organizations are better equipped to deal with certain parts of the same drive. And we will be working closely together in the future.
1: Yeah, just just on that, because it has been a question. People have said, well, what, why are you not working with physio first? And why are you not working with the CSP? But in the same way as MSKP, uh, MSKR, rather, the, 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 there is crossover. And there's lots of alignment between all the different organizations. But there are some small differences as well, which, which gives room for everybody
0: yeah well that's one of the things that's cropped up here um we do we run the risk of stretching ourselves across different networks too thinly to make the impact that that's something it's this lumper or splitter argument that emerges again
1: yes I agree we're not there yet I don't think I think there's enough difference between the different organizations in their aims, their objectives, their styles, their opportunities, mm. that, that actually there's room for those. But I see, I can see in the future you might want to consolidate some of that stuff again. Yeah. And I've
0: faced face that uh, call a, a lot as well, you know, independently. And I think that that's something that I'm always keeping check of, but equally, I'm, I famously will not give a pass to leg- legacy organisations, which bureaucracy makes for such inefficiencies that we can't actually make any changes. Especially on, you know, just call people out when they've made specific claims on specific timeframes and not delivered on them. It's not, it's not particularly difficult to. And and I think that that's one of the things that there's a primer, a prim and proper politeness. I'm uh, struggling with that alliteration, but you get me. Uh, essentially, the uh, the way in which we just don't seem to we just give free passes left, right, and centre. I certainly don't, and MSKR doesn't want to be held to to standards of which we can make claims in timeframes that then go completely by the wayside without <coughs> without rhyme or reason. And I imagine MSKPM want to do the same. So the fact that, of course, uh, one large consolidated yet still efficient machine, yeah, I'm into that idea. But whilst that's not a reality, and while sometimes um, the, uh, the, 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 the lived experience on the ground of, of us as clinicians trying to drive for positive changes that it seems we all agree on, that's one of the big irritations. If that's not being delivered, then there's absolutely needs to be room for smaller, somewhat more agile organisations that can be more focused on a part of that conversation. And it seems that MSKPN is looking to be that very thing. So how, how is, is going to the website the best way for people to have a look further into it?
1: Yeah, it needs a bit of tidying up, um, right. but enquiries uh, uh, at MSKPN, if it, it that, that's on the website. That's that's the way to get to us, we're happy to have a chat. Yeah, brilliant.
0: Anything to finish with, Simon?
2: No, just great to have the opportunity to to, to speak today on the podcast and um, cover a number of interesting topics. But I think just to your point, Jack, it's really important that we remain agile and we remain uh, that we we deliver change, you know. There's no point being an echo chamber to talk about these things. We've got to we've got to start moving things forward on the ground. And I, I genuinely believe that that's happening.
0: Absolutely, no, I agree. And and there is room for optimism. I think as well, we need to try to ra- ride a bit of a wave of momentum as the world opens back up and people start to see a bit of a. Uh, a a sunnier outlook including sunnier weather only cheers us all up and I think sometimes it's taken for that really because it has felt like Groundhog Day in so many different ways and so one of the things that we can try and lift some momentum on is that as the world has shifted so much on its axis and, and everyone's talking about new ways of working in every which way as much as that's a cliche, it is an opportunity to reset and let's reset for something better. And so please do get involved in these conversations if you're not already through MSKPN. And of course, through MSKR, we'll be working closely with them to try and deliver these sorts of reforms that we all so crave. So thank you so much for your time today, gents. Really appreciate it, especially the bit of overtime we've just done. Um, and, uh, and we'll speak again soon, no doubt.